So question, how long yeah. have you guys actually known each other? How long have we known each other? It's been almost 13 years at this point. Ooh, okay. No, I'm not. I met her when I was just born. <laughs> <laughs> so just like me and Adel. Yeah. Very similar dynamic. Which was 20 years ago? Yes. 22 years ago? 23? I'm oh, just saying. Almost, almost. You know, 22. it's unbelievable because every year we people ask us, they're like, how long you guys been together? And then we say it and we lie. Because it, the years are going by so fast. Yeah. <laughs> like 10 years. What? 13? Huh? Years? What? All right. But it's nice. You should appreciate that that long term. You don't have those relationships with people any longer. Like I can't think of many friends that I've known for more than 10 years. Well, what's no. interesting is it's funny. People always ask us about like our friendship and our business partnership. They're like, how are you guys best friends and business partners? And I said, I always say we were business partners first. We were in business together. And then we created the friendship, which is very... It's oh, not how it usually that's works. That's not usually how mm-hmm. it goes. And I, I feel like that's a testament to how strong our relationship is, mm-hmm. that we can still be best friends and business partners because business is hard. Mm-hmm. But you know how we became friends? I'm how about I launch the podcast first? <laughs> <laughs> and then we can have this, this discussion. This is a good one. Right. This is a good one. See, I can tell just from the look in your face, like, okay, this is a great story, actually. Yeah, this is going to be a great story. What are you talking about? Hey. Hey, welcome to Skeps. It's your boy, Adam. What's happening? What's popping? Episode 199. I got the homie champs right behind me. Hey. And today we got two special guests. We got Gwen and we got Dara. We're going to get into the idea of what the hell's going on over here. By the way, we said we were not going to record an episode, but like this came out of the blue. Again, this is friends having a conversation. And so while you are listening to this, we're actually in Al-Ula right now, enjoying Alicia Keys mm-hmm. and partying somewhere. Mm-hmm. And also we got, the, oh, we got Jasmine back in the room somewhere over here. Taking notes. We got Dave Metaverse somewhere around here also. <laughs> and we got the one and only Newell right here. In the studio. And there's someone that we're not going to mention. We don't give a shit about him. He's also in this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care for him. He doesn't exist for us. And it's not number one. Number one is somewhere else. Uh, Turks number one couldn't be here because we don't no care. one cares. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so what's happening? What's going on? Yeah. How'd you guys come friends? Give me the story. Okay. So uh, she got recommended to work with me. And I said, listen, uh, I need a social media person. I don't know what I'm doing. I think that uh, social media might be a thing, but maybe not. I don't really know what these people are going to do because no one's ever going to shop online. So I don't really know what this thing is. But <laughs> oh, <I'm paying>. wow. <laughs> okay. That's, That's a strong opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But also that shows you how long ago that was. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Online shopping. Camp. Check. So <laughs> she goes, so uh, anyway, I said, you'll come in. You'll do this. I'll teach you a little bit about PR. Even though she had some experience, you'll do social media. It'll all work out. Um, fast forward, I put her on the worst account ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was called Broccoli Wad, right? And it had, and it was a rubber band with a purple rubber band that's on broccoli that this guy was Why? selling. Why? For, yeah. Okay. <laughs> an old school mafia you know guy. At that time, he paid us $5,000 a month. He had a jingle. It was on, as seen on TV commercial. Um, one of the guys from Sopranos was on it and it was the whole jingle. And I said, Dara, have I got an account for you? And I came from like a luxury background, luxury buying background with, you know, jewelry and high end fashion. And she has me pitching a broccoli wad for like three, <laughs> like three ninety nine, as seen on TV made by the guy, the guy that invented the ab roller. I was like, what do you have? Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, this man sounds like a genius. He's making products left and right. that's actually not how we became friends. Yeah. That's not the story. Go ahead. The story was, I get a text message. You know, we'd been working together, I think, like two months at that point. I get a text message on my phone and she goes, do you want to come to Mike Tyson's wedding with me? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's Gwen. I looked looked at my phone. I'm like, am I being punked? Like, (laughs) is this a joke? Like, what? And so I called her. I'm like, did you just actually invite me to Mike Tyson's wedding? And she goes, yeah. So I was like. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, okay. like I know. I'm like, why not? So we went, and that's really how we became yeah, friends. Yeah, I like, couldn't bring time. any of my friends because everyone, Mike was like, they're too scandalous. They're, they can't come to the wedding. They can't come to the wedding. So I was like, I don't know nobody I could bring to the wedding. <laughs> I don't know anyone. I was not like, hey, I know we just met. You think you could join it at the wedding? So we went to Vegas. We did that whole thing. Which wedding was it though? Uh, to Kiki. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. so she was our friend. My oh. friend. Yeah, and is my friend. I haven't talked to her in years, but I consider her friend. And, uh, yeah, it was such a hot mess, that whole thing. Yeah. Wedding. She fell on the dance floor. Oh, my God. And my arch enemy old business partner was there. Arch so, enemy? Yeah, okay. my old business partner was there. Mm. And I'm trying to be cool, you know, mm. dance on the dance floor. And I, like, swirl, mm. slip, and I'm laying flat on the middle of the dance floor. Oh, wow. And everybody, including yeah. her, is like, 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. But so this guy, very nice guy from the Chicago Sun Times said, you know, I'll help you out. But I was like, forget it. Defeated. It's <laughs> over. Like, it's done. Yeah, it's like over the night. Crawled back to my room. <laughs> but you made a new, but you made a new friend out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good time then. Yeah. But we bonded. Mm-hmm. So we know you. Our audience doesn't know who you are and they have no idea why you're here. Yeah, you, you'll figure it out later on. But they already said PR, so you, you get the idea later on. But I know your story. I know your story. But I want people to hear it. Give me your background. Your work background. Okay. Yeah. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, wait, we have time for that tonight? Okay. <laughs> so uh, the work background is, is that um, I was at a company called FUBU, which we probably know by now, right? Yes. The reinvention. Wait, wait, wait. FUBU. Yes. She was at FUBU. Okay. Again, okay. they have no yeah. fucking clue. Yeah. FUBU, FUBU is huge here. You, oh, was yes, okay. was, 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 was. Fubu was a big brand. Shout out Damon John. There you yes. go. Okay. So um, I worked there as a PR manager and that was really cool and really fun because we got to dress all the celebrities. Um, got a, all our friends were, you know, publicists and agents and, you know, hanger honors. I'm not going to even lie. <laughs> or they worked as ad, you know, execs and things of that sort. So um, it was a really wild, really fun time and uh, learned a lot, but I had a boss that like I reported to at FUBU, a female boss, and she had been, she's a black woman who was a Russian ballerina before. Okay. So of course, Damn. Okay. Me, my, my unstructured ass gets a ballerina, <laughs> a Russian ballerina <laughs> boss. Okay. So it'd be like 901. I'd be partying like 530 the night before. And she'd be like, oh, 901 going, you know what that means? I was like, oh, I can't God. I can't see this. Like, this is not going to be a thing for me. Being on time, you know, <laughs> like a year and a half. Punctuality. Like, yeah. like I was cool, all the boys, and you know we would do fun stuff. But I was like, just this is not my style, you know. And we got an opportunity. Me and this other girl, she's a publicist for another brand called Avrex. You guys know it. And uh, we decided to jump ship because we had an opportunity with an artist named Bilal to do his album release party. And somebody told us we'll give you ten thousand dollars to do this party, and we were like, what? Ten thousand dollars? We're like, that's it. We're going to be rich. This is amazing. It's done. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So that was a long time ago. So that seemed like a lot to us. I was 25 years old. Right. But so what ended up happening is that we spent, we screwed up so much. We spent most of the money on the party. I think we made off with a solid thousand dollars at the end, Wow! but we had established our company because we had to get business cards and we had to have a name to put on the invite. Mm. But the party was the most popping party of all year. We had lines around the block waiting to get in. Everybody was like, that was our favorite best party. So then we got more clients and Carl Kanai, he was our first client. And after that, Coca-Cola came to us and MTV came to us and all these the big brands boys started showing because up. they were like, what happened at the time? It was like a Mad Men error in uh, public relations, advertising and PR. So there was no young women in it. There was myself, my business partner, and there was um, a couple of other like women like Lizzie Grubman and all young girls, like maybe like six that were running the PR game. Across the whole the industry. the pop culture. Okay. And it was funny because most of our clients were in the hip hop realm, mm. you know, and- um, Oh, we loved it. It was so much fun. And we took on brands like we had no idea what was going on. You know, like Ice-T, the rapper, yes. you know, he, he launched a brand called Posse Pops, right? Yeah, remember and that. so Wait. remember, okay, so I launched that brand. <laughs> so the client's like, hey, can you pitch, you know, supermarket news? I'm like, oh, hell, that is it. Yep, that sounds great. I'll <laughs> yeah. do that. You know, like Frozen Foods Today, we got that. Time Magazine got that. Which Stores, city was this in, though? New York. Exactly. So yeah, you never say no to New York. No, raised in New York, born in uh, not born in New York, but raised in New York. Our business was there in New York, and uh, that's where the whole industry almost is, though, as well. That's where it was. So like, we'd work on project with like Mitchell and Ness, and you know, work with all the celebrities and dressing all the celebrities and hanging with them. I at the time we represented Method Man and Red Man and Tyrese and Kelly Osbourne, and like always hung out with whether the Wu Tang or just people from all the labels and it was just such a good time. Now that I've left New York and live in Miami now, people are like, would you ever go back? I was like, I was there with the two Bay pages. Exactly. I was hanging out with little exactly. Kim at exactly. the shark exactly. bar. Like, I'm not going back to be in a room with a bunch of fools looking at their phones all night. Like, you know, yeah, best yeah. time. So, you know, we were the you projects were, you were there Diddy the and Mary peak. J. Blige. And yeah, it was, it was great. It was, it was the peak the of hip hop back then. Yeah. That's when everything was happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, hip hop was in the news 24 seven. Yeah fashion, you name it, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Like it just infiltrated 
everything in the 90s. Yeah. And then from that, the liquor brands came to us or the different beauty brands came to us or people that wanted to get down with popular culture. You know, we would do like Mary J. Blige's birthday party at Butter and then a brand would be like, mm. here's $50,000 to be down. I'm like, I'll take that. Thank you so much. <laughs> so like, it was a good time. You know, when you had access to celebrities at that point, you could get whatever you want to do, whatever you wanted. True. You know, it wasn't a party that you weren't at, you know, so it was fun. It was sloppy. It was amazing. You know, good old time. And then off to Miami. Well, what happened is that I split from my ex-business partner in 2010. Darren and I met. Um, well, I had a, like a year or two. Where I was by myself. And uh, then we met, she worked with me for a while. And then one day she was like, hey, loving bringing, bringing all this new business mm -hmm. into your agency. I'm clearly killing it, which she was. And she was like, but I need my name on the door also. Mm, look at that. That's a move. That's a move. And I remember exactly. I was shopping in the supermarket. This was like a day before Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch, I did it. No, she is not. I'm working hard my whole life talking about one piece of my company. <laughs> but I, so I was just like, but I could hear in her voice, she's small, but she's mighty. Yeah. And she's like a little gnat, so she won't stop <laughs> either. So I was just like, oh, man. I was like, I knew if I said no that she would leave. But she had brought like a lot of money into the company and we really compliment each other on what what we do. Like I'll do big picture and she will be like, make sure everything's implemented, you know. She proved her worth. Yeah. So we were like, that's it. Let's do it. And um, New it's been a great begins. ride ever since. Mm. For real. How about you, Daryl? How'd you start? How'd I start? So I started in the fashion business. I worked for Donna Karen. And then I worked for a company called Kiki de Montparnasse, which was a luxury lifestyle fashion brand. And there I did how to, I was a buyer, I was sales, I did PR, and that'll lead me into a really funny story actually of PR. Um, we worked with everyone from Lenny Kravitz, Lindsay Lohan. We did every celebrity's birthday party at that time in the early, wasn't that early, mid 2000s. It mm. was the celebrity brand. So again, like you said, I had access to everyone. Um, but my passion had always been beauty on the side. And I was introduced to someone that said to me, start a blog. I started a blog and it kind of exploded overnight with just all of the girls that are really big now following me. I then was contacted by a woman who started Harper's Bizarre, Harper's Bizarre Beauty Division back in the day. And this is in New York City. And she said, have you ever thought about a YouTube channel? And I was like, oh, no, like, I'm not meant to be like in front of a screen. I was like, people will hate me. And she's like, no, 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 just try it. So I went home that night and I was like, well... Her name was Carrie Diamond. And I was like, well, if Carrie told me to do it and she's so massive, I'm going to do it. I did it and it blew up. So I went to the chairman of the company that I worked for in fashion. I said, listen, Instagram didn't exist then. I think Twitter had just started and I saw all of the power that it had, what was happening. I'm like, okay, this is going to be it. Like this is going to change the world. So I went to the chairman of the company and I said, Hey, like we need to start a social media account. He goes, absolutely not. He's a very well-known person in the U S he's married to a celebrity. And he goes, absolutely not. He goes, when Louis Vuitton is on social media, then come talk to me. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm leaving. And I went and I left and I started my own social media agency. At nice. that point I was doing beauty brands and I had a friend that worked in PR and she goes, you know, this woman, my boss, needs someone to come in and help with beauty PR. She's crazy, though. So, like, I'm just telling you, she's nuts. <laughs> this was not me. She's talking about <laughs> Well, the funny part is she goes, she's nuts and she's Por Puerto Rican. I was like, what? Uh, and I was like, okay. So I, I go to meet Gwen, first of all. Like, fell in love with her the first minute I met her. Oh, her she's outfit was like mini Barbie. It was amazing. I was like, hire. <laughs> first of all. That quick. She wasn't Puerto Rican and she was crazy. So yeah, half okay. of it was right. Yes. Um, so then we met and that was it. I was consulting for her at the time. I was consulting for other PR firms and I had my social media agency. And I'll never forget what you said on that interview. She's like, you know, I do need help with social media. And like Twitter gives me a headache, so I can't really like use it. And I was like, OK, I'll come <laughs> in. I'll help you with your clients on social media. And that's how it first started. Mm -hmm. But then I knew so many people in the fashion business and a lot of people in New York City that I was like, oh, bringing them all into the agency. And from there, that's when I was like, okay, I'm bringing so much business into you. I need to be a partner in this. Mm. But what's interesting, she was bringing a different type of business. Yeah. And the cool thing was, is that uh, one of the accounts that we got to work on early on was a brand called Naya. And Naya had a, um, a philanthropic DNA woven through the brand, like yeah. Tom's, you know? 
And from that, we saw that the media really cared about brands that had, you know, a do good message Mm -hmm. throughout woven through their brands. And people didn't want to hear, oh, uh, I have this brand. We don't really care about anybody. But hey, breast cancer wearing this month. Let's give you 10% off for a pink, you know, with a pink ribbon. And um, after that, we felt we were so successful with this brand. Richard Branson tweeted out how great the campaign we did was. We won an award. We won an award. Oh, amazing. And then from there, we started working with more brands that had a social good or cause factor run through it. And that really was a big defining moment for our agency because we started working with like people in planet over profit brands. And what those brands do is a, they allow you to educate yourself, right? So they give you the time to educate yourself like futurist brands, right? So say it's like a CBD brand or a wellness brand. They're like, learn about it. We want you to do good. We care about you and we care about people. And we were like, oh, snap, you're going to pay me and you care about me? Like, this is not New York City this, back This is in- new. So this, this is, is yeah. very new. Yes. And we hear, like, you're into manifestation now. Mm-hmm. And actually. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Thank you for catching on that. Yes. And um, actually what happened is oh, that once God. people actually started, our brand started caring about us on a level, we were like, we want to take more care of ourselves. So I joined the School of Practical Philosophy. In New okay. York, Dara swore I was joining a cult. She, I was like, oh, she's going. I'm like, she's going into the cult. Bye. Like, she's never coming we back. We lost Gwen. Yeah. yeah, literally. But then she came in for after because I was, couldn't stop talking about it. Like, And it, it had to do with not manifestation, but a higher way of thinking, right? And mm. practicing other things. So um, that was also very like redefining for us in our business. So, it wasn't, so it wasn't positive words. It was actual work. It was practical philosophy. Yeah, that's exactly. what it says. Well, Did you yeah, not read you know, the title on the school, on the building? Yeah. yeah. Trust me, this is not for them to hear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there's, there's a whole crowd that I want them to hear this. Okay. <laughs> you want to know why I thought it wasn't a cult and it actually was something of value? Something you said before, how like being on time was not for you. Remember the word is my bond. So Gwen stopped being late and I was like, what's going on? And she said, no, the, my word is my bond. When I say I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be on time. I'm like, oh, they're doing some magic in there. I need to join <laughs> that. It's working. It's well, working. When you were in high school when you were younger, that was a thing. You'd be like, yo, word is bond, word is bond. Of course. Right? Yes. And, but I never really understood, I, I understood what it meant, but no one really stuck to that. They would really just say it. You know what I mean? Yes. And I didn't understand that really those words had value and held something, you know? But again, we were in a society that was very split. So you would hear that, but how many times do you see people practicing it? Right. Yeah, because I was around the same time. We all like lived around each other somewhere somehow. We were yeah. all grown up. And so when I came to Saudi, that's when I knew like how powerful your word is. They really take it to heart. If you say, yo, I'm going to be there and you don't show up, mm. someone's going to be mad because you gave me your word. Mm-hmm. We have this thing here. It's called the... Limited gel, a man's word. If I tell you I'm going to do this and it's a man's word, it means Jesus, you get it done. I mean, I don't need to even think about it anymore. It's done. It's, it's literally done. done. That's it. I'm just going to sit at home and I know you're taking care of it and you're taking lead. If it's taking you two weeks, it's because you're still trying to find a solution. This is how we take it. So word is bond here. It's a big deal. Until this day, it still exists. If you tell someone, yo, I'm going to do this for you, that's it. It's locked. Except for him, like. <laughs> I, I manifest. Yeah, he yeah, manifests. Yeah. I manifest. Yeah, I will, I'll, I'll manifest. I'll be yeah. on time. I'll, How about I'll, that? Exactly. I'll manifest the answer for you. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe okay. one day I'll come to you. In three days. <laughs> so I met you, I uh, think about a year, year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I met you. We were in Jeddah for F1. And then I got to know you guys better. You, Dave, and everybody else, thanks to Noor and Swizz and Good Intentions. When we were at Alicia's. Now, I want to know, how was your first experience coming to Saudi? And how did you hear about Saudi? Okay. So, all right. So I had gone through a breakup. I was living in New York, went through a breakup. I, had, I think I just turned 40-ish. Ish. Okay. Okay. So um, anyway, let's just say I was living as a singleton in a fabulous new digs in Brooklyn, New York. Yes. And I get a call from a friend of a friend who says, hey, I know this girl. She's so amazing. She's from Saudi. She works in this big ad agency and she just does not have time to find an apartment. I'm like, who doesn't have time to find an apartment? I feel a scam happening here, right? (laughs) But she's like, no, she works till 11 o'clock at night every night. and She just doesn't have any time and she's paying a thousand, whatever she said, a lot of money. And she was like, you know, she needs a place, a, a room, something for a month. And I was like, 
I don't, I'm too old for this. You know what I mean? But I was like, wait a second. She's like, please, she's so amazing, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, okay. I was like, first of all, is she cute? And she was like, uh, yeah. I was like, does she like hip hop? He goes, yes. I said, is she cool? He goes, yeah. I said, I'll talk to her. Right. And I was like, I'm single, newly single. I can't, I, I need somebody that looks good in my apartment rolling yeah, with me. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like if we're going to go out after work, you know? So um, it was Noor. Yes. And so. <laughs> shout out to Noor. Shout out to Noor. You didn't tell me you were living on the streets. <laughs> you didn't tell me you were begging in the streets. I thought you no, had a place and everything. she was living in a very expensive per night hotel at Exactly. The time. Well, that, that's, that, that's being on the streets if you're Arab. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes over and I was like, if my dog likes you, you know, you're in. Whatever. I made her some pizza from Trader Joe's. Um, and taking we, care of her. Taking care of her like you should. And um, my dog loved her. And then we were like, okay, let's do it. And the deal was one month. Right. A year later, we're still living together, but we became so close and bonded. But, you know, it was very interesting for me when she said um, she's from Saudi Arabia and I had never met a person from Saudi Arabia or like literally like never, I think, been in a room with anyone from there. I didn't even know anyone who knew anyone from Saudi Arabia because it was just very always taboo. But I was like, uh-oh, Princess Jasmine's coming to live with me. <laughs> Arabian Nights, what's up? Let's get the rug, I'm excited. I'm get the rug. I'm ready get to the, go. Yo, pull the, the rug rugs. out. I'm like, the jewels, like let's, let's just pop it. I can't wait, I wanna hear all about this. Because I, you know, as a storyteller from being, since I was young, I always had a very like fantastical like thoughts and, and visuals of Arabia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like the visuals that came along mm -hmm. with Aladdin and everything else. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. That was what I Aladdin did it, I guess. Yes. Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> We're going to be best friends. So anyway, I did and I am. Uh, but that was about a year and a half. And uh, then I ended up moving to Miami. She moved back to Saudi. And uh, it was just because I changed a time in my life. I just decided that was what I wanted to do. And uh, of course, we still, you know, we're friends. And she said, you have to come, you have to come. And then we were going to come on vacation, but then COVID happened. Mm. So we couldn't. And uh, I guess it was December of last year, by the time I finally got here, because she said, listen, I'm working on this project. You know, I have good intentions. I want you on it. I need you on it. And I was like, I absolutely will be on it. And so the goal was to announce the launch of good intentions and, and also announce it in the U.S. Mm. And... That was very interesting because we had to really craft a message properly so people would get it, understand. And so when I announced it in the U.S., you know, we did get some pushback from journalists at the beginning saying, you know, oh, well, we like Swiss and he's great. But, you know, the women's situation and how could you do work there and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, well, from my experience and my knowledge from who I'm talking to, things have been changing. And I think that we should all give this a chance. Can the people that are telling me this are great people, you know? And I and really And the people from that North. country. Right. Yeah. And so one journalist, though, he was very nice. I could tell he was very intellectual because he said, I really like this story, but I feel conflicted. I said, well, will you just, have you spoken to a Saudi woman? And he goes, no, I never have. I said, would you like to? He goes, you know, I would like to. I think that'd be great. So him and Noor get on the phone or a Zoom. They're an hour and a half laughing, talking. And he said, wow, I can't believe this. This is unbelievable. Thank you so much for doing that. You've opened my eyes and I had no idea. And I was like, great. So, you know, Nora talked about her experience with Cash and Rocket and doing all these really cool things and the brand she's worked with and the Louvre and the Nikes and the, and he just had no idea. Yeah. And I think there's Thank a God lot it was new. of- <laughs> Thank God it was new. <laughs> but, but like no one's telling that side of the story about things that are happening here, right? So I felt very- I was like, wow, this is really cool that I get to do this. And I wanted to make sure it was right. So I'm so glad that I had Noor kind of guiding me too to give me the right information and bring me around great people that could also provide me with, you know, information. So we got some great media about that. And then I, I was asked to come out here to be part of it. And, you know, we flew Emirates, we were in, went to Dubai, you know, we had the whole like beautiful treatment at the airport. And I was like, okay, this is what's up. I've been living all wrong. Like what is going on About here? Time. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how I need to be treated. When we got off the airplane, there was like, we got escorted out of like a little private back, yeah. you know? And I was like, wait a second, what's going on here? Like, it's like, <laughs> we're trying to call Norm. I'm like, hey, is this normal? Like, this is what happens. <laughs> And whatever. She's like, get in the car. Right. We couldn't hear because of jumbo jets. Yeah. So we get in the car, um, you know, with our private VIP room. I was like, okay, I'm never going back and, and living any other way besides this. You know, of course, we were at F1. It's a little fast seat. track. Yeah. Yeah. And fast track, we were at F1. And, you know, they did that whole beautiful project on the Red Sea. Yeah. 
um, you know, with the Falcon, and it was just so really family. spectacular. But then we went to um, Hassan Jamal's house. And, yeah, Hassan Jamil. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, shout out to Hassan Jamil. Shout out. Sorry yes. about that. <laughs> yeah, Your sister is so beautiful. Okay. Okay. Your sister is so, so beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> like the real importance of Jasmine floating. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you see how she floats? Yes. Um, but so met so many amazing women there and so many cool people like you guys and just like yeah. all these really funny women. And I was like, oh, like, everybody's so cool. Like, this is like, how do we not know this? How do we like have been kept from this? So I came back, was bragging to everybody, was telling everybody how cool it is. And at first people were like, that's nice, Gwen, you know, <laughs> but they're like, they're like, that's nice, you know, but they know like I'm a wild card, right? They're like, okay. And then they know, they know that you take risks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, came back for the Alicia Keys project. And it was such a gift going to Alula. I say that wrong. Sorry, guys. No, it's okay. it's okay. Trying to get it together. <laughs> Never it's going to happen. And uh, what like a magical place, obviously, that is. And I was like, I'm definitely going back. I felt, I feel very connected there. Like my soul connected there. It's a gorgeous place. It's a grounding place, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like you really do feel connected to everything around you. Like and the it's calm. Yeah. It's very calm. You get to enjoy even just looking at a mountain. Yeah. It just gives you this different feeling, different vibe. Well, there was no way I wasn't going because I, um, when Nora originally introduced it to me on YouTube, in my house, she showed us on YouTube, I nagged her pretty much every single day for almost like seven months to like make sure I go there. I'm like, I have to go there. I have to go there. <laughs> and uh, so I went there. And then, of course, everyone saw the photos and was like, wait a second. What is this? What is happening? You're like, you were there with Alicia and you were there with Swiss and you were with Nora and we like Nora. Wait, maybe this is something we should take notice of. You know, so then I came again for Lula on Wheels and I'm back again for the Alicia thing. And it's just been one really cool, like, ride along so far. It's, that's the thing about Saudi. When we started this podcast, that was actually one of the reasons. is because no one knows Saudis. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of great podcasts in Arabic that can cover the job of explaining what Saudi is and what's happening. But there was none in English. Mm. And even if there was something in English, it's usually would be like basically interviews with other people. So you're just looking at someone's journey, but you're not looking at the actual people. So when we did this podcast, the number one thing was we have to make it such a normal thing that it doesn't look like this is a huge production setup. No, it's just normal Saudis having conversation like every day was happening. And we focused on that because you would see people on doing interviews, right? But those are people there with a certain agenda. Because they're there with some sort of incentive of why they want to be there, why they want to showcase themselves. But when you look at a bunch of people that live every day, just the news, talk about the local news, talk about a bunch of bullshit they went to, how they partied the last weekend, you rarely find that in Saudi. And you rarely find it in English. And what killed me the most, like, I don't know if you guys know the story, but this podcast, the idea came in 2013. But there was nowhere to put it out. Because there was no audience, there was nothing for it. So basically, we could be talking to the wind. So I just like you kept that every day. Okay. <laughs> so, so I kept that idea on hold until I came back to Saudi. I was in Australia at the time. And when I came to Saudi, I saw the changes that Saudi was going through. Now, I've seen Saudi since 2001 when I moved back from the States. So I know the old Saudi and I see what's happening now. And we launched the podcast. And when we launched it, it was for that reason. Because I used to go on Twitter and I hate everyone going crazy on Saudi, but no one knows anything about mm -hmm. Saudi. Well, one of the things I actually talked about so much with you guys, mm -hmm. because I couldn't believe you guys existed mm -hmm. here. You guys are like the <laughs> Breakfast Club in New York or like Hot 87. Yeah, true. And I was true. like, you don't understand. These guys have fun. This is exactly like you guys. They're exactly like in New York. Exactly. It's like it's relatable in so many ways. And if you don't come and experience Saudi and experience being around Saudis, you will never get the picture. No, I've said your podcast name wrong for the past year, but I've talked about you anyway. I know, I know, I know. I <laughs> yes, know. okay. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yes, yeah, I'm do. trying. Yes. But you know why she said it wrong, I know. Right? Okay. Uh, it's, it's you want to sing it? No. <laughs> rock <laughs> the Casbah. No, uh, rock <laughs> the Casbah. <laughs> I've been trained my whole life. See, this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, t I totally get that. And you've been a bigger ambassador to Saudi than I have, to, to be very honest. Mm -hmm. uh, like, people do not know this, but because we know you, you know how supportive you are what's happening here. And now you're officially bringing your PR company to Saudi. Yeah. In the Middle East, actually. Not yes. only Saudi. Really exciting. We look forward to it, to be honest. Can you tell, tell us about that? Well, first off, the first lunch, so, congratulations. The whole, the, the, yeah. Tomorrow's the dinner, right? Yes. 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 Tomorrow's the dinner lunch. Okay, so that's when we say, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I just, just want to say, put it out there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're doing a dinner mm -hmm. and nobody's invited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I'm sorry. <laughs> but go ahead. 
big party yes. some other time. Um, so we decided, so after about a year and change working here uh, and working with good intentions and we had a recent project with the craft group uh, where we built an eco lodge in Khaibar. Yes. Nice. Okay. There you yes. go. Yes. Yes. That's cool. yes. Very cool. I mean, that was interesting and that was really crazy because we, they had to build an eco lodge in three weeks, which I now see as the Saudi way. Yes. And it's, uh, chop, chop. and it should have been done yesterday. Yes. yes correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, so 24 hours a day, I was up at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, working Sundays, Mondays, Fridays. And I was like, almost crying in the shower. Like, <laughs> I can't believe this. This is so tough as you, you're, Friends yeah. probably know how hard. Yeah. yeah. But uh, as we know. Yes. yes. But but there was a joy in in developing and producing something that like the rest of the world would see that was closed off or the world's never seen. Yeah. Like to be part of a moment in history. I feel like this is a, a moment in history it that's is. happening right now. And to be able to have like one tiny fingerprint on it is like a gift, you know? Um, so we talk with Noor because at the end of the day, you know. We are American and we've done business a certain type of way. And like Dara says, you know, you're the dynamite and, um, and nor is a sushi chef her. She's fine with yeah. her delivery and her yeah. thought process and romanticizing things when I'm kind of like, Hey, so what, what's up? You're going to, we going to sign this contract, get the deals done. She's like, and let's go for tea and get to know about your family <laughs> yeah. and, yes, exactly. you know, do it, send them a gift. And I'm like, Oh, Okay. Let me slow down Literally, and do Gwen that. Gwen is the stick of dynamite <laughs> and Noor is like a sharpened knife that knows yes. how to cut precisely. So together it's great though. Yeah. So then together the three of us, um, she, well, basically what happened is that, you know, we were representing the projects. Now I said, I'm ready. I feel ready. I feel strong enough. The world really is. I know like the U S is buzzing about Saudi right now for real. Mm. And obviously Alula has been killing it with the gram, with all the influencers and celebrities too. But I mean, we'll go to restaurants and people will talk about it. And the funny thing is, which is honestly even kind of annoying, anywhere I go, whether it's like a dinner party, a luncheon, a breakfast, that's how they introduce me now. They'll be like, oh, you know, Gwen, she just got back from Saudi. Oh, she's going to Saudi. I'm like, can I talk about anything else? Anything else would be great. You know what I mean? Everyone's so interested in it, though. Mm -hmm. That's why it goes to show, like, what the conversation and you get to provide a, a very different perspective to most people. Like you've actually been here, you've you've met the people, you've done work here, you've you know, mm -hmm. like you know the the reality from from the fake media perceptions that have been propagated for so long. But it's interesting, also, like to be a defender too, because everybody thinks they know everything, right? Yeah. So they'll say something so wrong, and you know, to be able to correct them, and I'll be like. I've been there five times now. Exactly. I correct you. <laughs> exactly. I know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? You correct them with evidence because here's the thing. The difference between a lot of people who come in, like especially journalists, a lot of journalists will fly into Saudi, right? But they'll never speak to the locals. Mm -hmm. They'll come to do the thing that they're supposed to do and they'll bounce. They won't have a real true connection. Exactly. You, you know someone who's Saudi and that person is introducing you not to only the, the business and the project, but the people, the culture. And that's very rare to find someone that's actually teach you the culture. And that opens up a whole different door. When someone says something about Saudi, you have a different perception mm -hmm. for what you were heard because you came here, you saw for yourself. Well, a great thing that Noor did in bringing me here is introducing me, obviously, to all you good people. But, you know, so many of the people in the realm are like lawyers and creatives and really interesting, educated people that have the help that helped me to have the clap back. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. and they're well-informed and they love Saudi Arabia and they're passionate about it. So I kind of can fill up with their passion and knowledge and then bring it back and deliver well, that's it. That's this, you we know? were talking about this before the podcast. The the beautiful thing that, that Noor brings to this whole thing is her passion. Yes, because she 100%. has a love for Saudi and so passionate about seeing Saudi do better than any other country. And, that is something that wasn't around for such a long time. Like we all loved Saudi, we all protected Saudi, but that's what we did. But none of us wanted to push Saudi forward. Mm -hmm. And now we have the leadership that wants to take the country forward super fast. And they're looking for all the people that can actually run as fast and help build. And they're very far and few, but as you said, like she'll stay awake for 24 hours a day. Oh yeah. Just mm -hmm. to get things done. And like, well, when they said she was working till 11 o'clock at night, I see now that she actually does do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, till I mean, like three o'clock in the morning. But keep in mind also like give credit to Noor, like from everything from Amazon Alexa to GI, now to this and oh, yeah. all, her, all the other unseen things that she does. Right. 
she's always on top of things. Like she would call me out of the blue. Listen, I'm going to give you an update for something that I never asked an update for. All right. She's like, oh, let me tell you, this is what's happening. We're just finalizing one, two, three, four, five. I'm like, I know. Like, cool. Like, uh, thank you. I guess I, I never really asked, but it's in her mind. She knows that, yo, I talked to this person about one, two, three. I need to give them an update mm -hmm. because we need to move forward fast. And, Absolutely. And that's something very important. And you guys got to go sit front row seat at seeing the best of Saudi. So when she, um, obviously, you know, in being partners in good intentions, it was, you know, something that we talked about and, you know, we're partners and we don't let anyone else into our business on a partner scale. Of course. So, um, it's just because we know how hard we work and how good we deliver and what the business means to us. So we would never give anyone a partnership and people have come to us for partnership, for stake in ownership, things of that. So we're like, absolutely not. But, you know, we came to Nora and we said, this is what we want to do. We can't do it without you. We don't want to do it without you because you provide something to us that we can never, that we're still learning, yeah. you know? And um, I was like, and I need you to put me in check sometimes, you know? And like, you know, and so. <laughs> and Nora's the right person for that, by the way. Oh, yeah. And so she accepted to do this with us because I think she knows, like, our hearts are in the good place and how good, you know. And, and the work that we produce is good, you know, in quality. I, I agree with that 100% because I know what, I know going behind, like, all of this. Like, people are just getting to know you now. Our audience is beginning to know you now. But we've known you for a long time. He's talking varsity jackets, leather pants. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so Sneakers. Be, because of that, like, I know that I trust you because I know that mm. Noor trusts you. And I spend enough time with you to understand that, oh, this person really loves what they do. Not only really loves what Passionate, they do. Passionate, dedicated. also great at what they do. Yeah. And you bring in your company here, you bring in this whole different idea to what we already have. Because PR in Saudi, it's great. There's a couple of great companies. But no one is speaking passionately. Everyone's giving you keywords. You know, what's Buzzwords. the right words that can, you know, attract people's attention to the article or to the project. No one's actually telling you something with love and care. You know, there's very far and few people that will actually try to give you a story. A lot of people will just give you a product. Well, I think that it was easy to learn by example, like with good intentions and what they're about here True. and how their what their mission and plight is so that I can only run alongside that. Right. I couldn't I didn't have to be running alongside it because it was it was the right way. True. You know, and when as I'm learning about all the talent here that never got the exposure and would never get the exposure in the States that it deserves. That, you know, it's it's interesting and it's like kind of cool to be able to be like, I can tell their story. I can do that for them. Whereas it would never be told. I agree with you. you this know? is how we met Jasmine Bagger. Because Jasmine, I, I, I know a bunch of journalists. But when I started reading Jasmine's pieces, it was way before we met her. And we met her, well, we started talking because of the podcast, but we used to follow her on Twitter before any of this happened. Stalker. Yeah. Oh, big time. <laughs> because Jasmine, <laughs> Jasmine would never just write an article for the sake of writing a fucking article. Jasmine was giving you a story. That's why everybody asked to cover us for different uh, newspapers. And we said no. And different publications. When she said, I was like, if you're going to do it and you do it on your own and you write whatever the hell you want, I just want your pure honesty. She's like, that's all I'm asking for. I was like, I don't want to be involved with the day-to-day -day of it. I don't care what paragraph comes first, comes last. And she just took care of it. And she wrote one of the best pieces that ever, anyone wrote about us because she sees the story. She doesn't just see, okay, what do you want? Let me fill in the blank and just put it out there. Because this you're going to find a lot of that here. There's a lot of people, self-claimed journalists, that actually do not do and put in the work. Jasmine, like every we talk at 3 in the morning sometimes, easy. Where are you? Oh, I am, I'm traveling to another city working on this article. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm on the plane. I'm going to do it. Like she's always on the move and she doesn't want to write a story. She wants to see the story for herself first. She wants to know that you, you care about the thing that you say you care about. And that's something that you guys shared, Noor shares, GI shares, all of us. This guy's a loser back here, so we're not going to talk about him, <laughs> him in this humid-ass city. So, <laughs> But you know, when Dara came um, I, for the first time in Alula last year, yeah. and she hadn't been before, and then what was your experience in well, wanting to do the business Well, it's interesting what here? you said. Gwen's always like a wild card, right? So people would expect her to do what they deem crazy, right? I'm less of that person. So when I came over, I feel like the shock of people was very high. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back and it was really Nor inviting me and getting to just meet people. I just wanted to see what was going on, what Gwen was talking about for the year before, before I got to come. 
And I just met so many amazing people. Honestly, that's what it was. That's what won me over. Plus like the mountains and Alula, of course. Mm. But I met so many amazing women and so many amazing people. And it just blew my mind and what I thought was wrong. Uh, you know, Gwen and I are really into women's empowerment and philanthropy for women. And something I had thought, which is very wrong, is I was like, we can go to Saudi and really help empower the women. When I met these women, I'm like, they don't need my help being empowered. <laughs> like these women know what's up. Exactly. And that, that, that was- That's well, we having good know, eyesight. But we and didn't that, know. And exactly. we had no idea. What we're told is oh, these poor women, they're just, it's like, no. And when I came, I was like, uh, no, these women are badass. They kick ass here. Like they don't need my help to be empowered. I could bring other things. I can help brand them. I can help tell their stories to the rest of the world. But like that part, they don't need us for. I mean, of course, there's groups of certain women that want help still in certain areas. But that's what blew my mind. And I was like, wow, okay, I was totally wrong. What else am I wrong about? Um, that, yeah, so that just blew that. open the door for yeah. you to basically yeah. revisit all and of then when I came, your previous conceptions. Oh, yeah, of course. And then when I came back, like I could not stop talking about it. People were like, wait, tell me more about this. And when I would post so much, the most feedback I got was from my Instagram account. Because I would post so much about it. And I would get so many messages like, wow, tell me more. Like, I'm interested. Mm. And like I they would say, every, every day I'd get questions and I still do. And then I'd have so much engagement about Saudi on these posts. I was like, okay, something's going on. And then like we always say, Gwen and I got into this like, Saudi Instagram algorithm for some reason. That, every day, that sounds fun. Every day, every it's day like Saudi. All I get is Saudi news. So I we send it to Noor every day. I'm like, do you know about this? Do you know about this? Like, <laughs> Noor's like, like been knowing about no, that. Like, you gotta tell me I nothing know. new. I feel sorry for you, Noor. I'm, I'm, I really apologize like on their behalf. Every minute. We like harass her every day. You're like, do you know about this? Well, what have, you yeah. have you heard? Have you heard? But actually, yeah. you know, coming here and realizing that I don't want to say that we were lied to. I would say that it's like, well, there's a I don't narrative know what in the media. You, 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 you were told a very certain narrative to serve a certain agenda. Right, exactly. but it, it made you almost have this rebellious nature against yeah. it. Mm. Like, screw this. Like, I'm going to tell what I see and what I want to see. So I don't care what you say. I'm going to tell you right now. Because mm -hmm. it's true. And it makes you want to do it more, though. Yeah. It's like you want to be like that. No, somewhere. now we have, I would say, about 50 great people that are impactors and influencers. And I don't mean like little stupid influencers. Like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like impactors that like do real things, like disruptors, basically. Yeah, movers disruptors and shakers want of the to world. Come here bad, and mm. they want us to guide them here. Yeah. And I'm like, slow down, like, but they're ready. Let's you know, have some they're tea. ready to get on the plane. Let's have some tea. Let's, mm. some tea. let's do what Noor is doing. Yeah, yes. exactly. Let's, let's meet their families. <laughs> Unless Qatar Airlines wants to sponsor this <laughs> trip uh, right now. <laughs> no, but first class. Oh, uh, like, nothing less. Day. Nothing less. What are you talking no. about? Um, then Qatar, they will come for you. Um, uh, <laughs> that's how I gotta love Qatar Airlines. I never seen anything like that. Like, hello, right? Uh, Emirates, Emirates, exactly. Emirates is good, but Emirates, you weren't I'm on sorry. the other one, the yeah. right one then. Oh, I yes. wasn't a jumbo jet with the. Yes, you weren't exactly. on the right one. I was. Yeah, you were not. You I was. You didn't get a shower. Yes. Yes. You didn't get the shower. Yes, so the shower. Yes. Yeah, you're not the Emirates. Emirates, if you'd like to sponsor <laughs> disruptors and impactors. Yes. Emirates Airlines, by the way, if you're coming from London to Saudi and you have business or first class, the the lounge you sit in opens up straight to the jet. We gotta fly through London next time. So you you don't you don't even need to run anywhere. Like you just leave the seat. You can have dinner. And then the door opens up. It tell you real whenever, lazy yeah, status. Whenever oh, you're perfect. ready, that's great for me. It tells yeah. you the whenever you're ready. Human on Earth. Once you get up and you turn the left, you're inside the jet. I've been doing this all wrong. <laughs> Called you for travel advice. I am. Let her book it. I, I didn't book Anything it. for it business or first class? <laughs> just give me a call. Try them all. Okay, perfect. Yes, but uh, but on, yeah, coming on. here and our wealth button. <laughs> coming yes. here and being there, it's it's interesting because now you know a lot of brands when they say, okay, so we want to hire you, everything seems very disinteresting to me now. Mm -hmm. Like that in in the U.S. to work with because you know in the U.S. PR has been you know there since Mickey Mouse, like yeah. Mickey Mouse, like Disney really was the whole founding of PR, and every story has been told, every brand concept's been told, and people are very like. Oh, I'm a publicist. Oh, I'm a this. And it kind of feels worn out. <laughs> mm. We're here. I'm like, 
there's a whole country. There's Neom, there's the Red Sea, there's this. Wow, wow, wow. There's just so much. I mean, I'm so annoying with driving with Nora. I'm like, wow, look at that restaurant and all the gold. Wow, what does that say? That you know, so it's like it feels like well, that's another thing. Cool. It's different, it's different. That's yeah. another thing, the the quick progress that's going on here. I don't see that happening anywhere else in the world. True. So that is so interesting to me, like seeing Neom and all of the developments that are happening. It's just so technologically advanced. I mean, all of the designs, it's so appealing. And we're super annoying about Neom. We're like, Nora, oh my God, Nora, 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 <laughs> Nora. She's probably like, has a block on our Instagram Anything about Anything that Neom. says Neom blocked. <laughs> that's the thing. See, for you guys, because you're seeing certain things that are happening or it's being said about Saudi, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll, like of our projects and so on. Mm -hmm. But because we live here, mm -hmm. we see what's happening in terms of investments, in terms of innovation mm -hmm. on almost daily basis. True. There's always some sort of seminar that's happening or some sort of like foundation that's opening up. And there's always like, we just had this, uh, what's the name? What's it called? Leap? Uh, Leap Technology Conference. Yeah. Technology Conference. It's a technology conference. And in that conference alone, there was over $9 billion dollars. And business wow. investments from Oracle, Alibaba, uh, Microsoft. And so even the big players all over the world, they're seeing, yo, these guys are going to go whether we're there or not. So should we just stand back and just watch them go and come in too late? Mm -hmm. Or should we come early and help with the knowledge transfer to get their ideas into life? And you said it, the fact that you guys are are constantly like looking at Neom and seeing all of the new things they're doing, we are, you're, you guys are getting inspired. That's mm -hmm. one of the things that we are aiming to do. We, uh, as as people who live here, we've, we've already been inspired and we're already there. We've already bought in. Now it's time for everybody else to kind of know what, what we're doing here is actually real. We are not messing around. We're not kidding around. But what's interesting, yes, that's all happening, but I feel there's always like this interesting and I could just be saying this, this could be a complete false, but uh, okay. there's like an ode to the past or a nod mm. that is make sure you keep this here. Make sure that this line doesn't get crossed when it comes to talking about us, you know? So when we did the project in Kaibar and we, sorry, Kaibar, as I've been told, <laughs> or like working with like RCU, like it is a very special way that you have to talk about these places and things you can say and can't say because they make sure that the heritage runs through. Yeah, we're very cultural. And then I came here and I'm we, like, we cradle have, civilization We time. have a ministry called Ministry of Culture. Yeah. Just for that. Because you, no one knows how diverse Saudi is. Mm -hmm. By the way, everything that you've seen in Saudi, this is like maybe 5%. Mm -hmm. Going into Tabuk. Oh, that's just mm -hmm. another okay. 0.2%. Mm -hmm. There's so much in Saudi. Saudi is so diverse and it has so much to offer. If you go down south, it's a whole different thing for you. Everything. I'm talking about way of life, the weather. It rains in the summer down south. Mm. So everyone just thinks of, you know, the desert, Riyadh, you know, that's it. Dunes. Jeddah with this fucking humidity and like, you know, Easter province, Aramco. Like, but when you come here and you see everything else... There's so much still untapped potential. And this is why we care about our culture because we don't want to lose our identity when we move forward. Mm -hmm. That's very important to us as Arabs, as Muslims, and as Saudis. And plus, we do have the heritage that does go back all that all those years ago. Lady, we're talking about Khaybar. We've 600, 600 years. 600, 1,000 plus years of, of history in, uh, in these different places across Saudi. So that is honestly something that's super important to hold on to because... You need to know where you came from to, in order to kind of understand where you want to go. So think about it. In the U.S., they're like, oh, represent this new lipstick brand. Right. And I'm like, working on a project from 600 years, or 600 BC, <laughs> BC, AD. BC, I think. Okay. Um, I'm like, sorry, sitting in a volcanic rock that hasn't been touched ever. <laughs> um, can't represent your lipstick. And I'm like, this is Oh, uh, Yeah. So My awesome. dad's like, so what are you doing there? I'm like, just forget it. <laughs> Her dad still thinks she's in a publisher. Publishing. Yeah. Publishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. I published magazine. That's what I do, dad. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. There's a lot of meaningful work here. And there's, there's things that I'll talk to you about after the podcast. I can't say on the podcast. But there's things that are happening. And there's a project that's being done right now. And the focus of this project, not the focus, the most important thing was for the wording. They were like... No matter how you want to present this project, it has to represent us as us. And that direction was given not with, you know, for you to have a couple of freedom to expand on the idea. No, no, no. This is what I want you to do. And this is how we're going forward. Because 
we cannot lose who we are. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, who we are makes us special. And the only problem, we never had the chance to show the world mm-hmm. who we are. And this is the difference between Saudi back then and now. Now we're not only talking about us locally or the region. We're talking about the world here. Mm-hmm. We want to be everywhere. You can just see by the public investment fund, mm-hmm. almost everything that you're going to buy is going to go back to Saudi. Mm-hmm. They're investing in every single little thing. Like We don't only want to invest so we can get money back. No, no. We want to help people's technologies. We want to help our own technology. Everyone is talking about you know what's happening with the oil and everything like that. At the same time, Saudi has been investing like crazy in renewable energies. Mm-hmm. But Saudi is not going to come out and say, hey, by the way, oh, look, we're doing this. No, no, they want to prove it. Mm-hmm. For example, if you look at Formula One, you can see Aramco is a main sponsor. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't understand that Aramco is not only a main sponsor, it's also doing research and development for Formula One. They're providing sustainable fuels. So no synthetic fuels. They're trying to make that sport live actually longer. Mm. And that technology will go back into cars and so on and so on and so on. So it's, it's not about putting our money in Saudi and outside of Saudi. Mm-hmm. It's about also creating an impact. Mm-hmm. And not just in Saudi, globally. Exactly, globally. Because we know how powerful our country is. We know how smart the people here are. But the chance was never given. Mm-hmm. This is why if you talk to a lot of Saudis, especially like in our age, they will tell you the, the number one thing that pisses them off, that they see the bright future of Saudi for their kids and they're angry it's not for them. Mm. Like we wish we would also have that. But we also know that we're building it for the next generation. But I always keep telling people, I was like, yes, we're the people who built it. We helped you. build that. Like, I wish I was like an Instagram celebrity when I was younger. Like, if I had Instagram, I would have been like very famous. Mm. Like, but now <laughs> everyone else can be famous and I'm like too over it now. Mm. So, yeah, I get it. No, see, I, I, lo- I love your... No, there's like grandmas of Instagram. Oh, like, great. I'm right, <laughs> right on time. No, this is what I love about having you guys here. You're, you're bringing something... When it comes to knowledge transfer, it's very, very important. And everyone knows here how to do something in a certain way. Our biggest problem was always consultants because consultants do not care about what's happening in Saudi. They don't understand the culture. Well, I'll tell you what. So a couple of last, at the end of last year, we were in New York. We were doing something for Major League Baseball Mm -hmm. and we were having a great trip. And our friend invited us to go to a dinner party. And what was this lady's name? Gloria Starr. She was um, a UN ambassador to the Middle East a long time ago. She still is. She's in her 90s, but she'd been doing this since the 60s. Whoa. And so her house was filled with books and books and folders from like every Middle Eastern country. Like the coolest country, war, pictures with Michael Jackson, pictures with every president, pictures with this, pictures in the Middle East, pictures with that. Insane. It was like out of a movie. And it was like a mansion in the sky. Right on like off of Park Avenue. It was like very like all these people from the UN and all these different people. And it was like, wow. And, um, you know, all these artifacts all over. And we walk in and I guess my friend again told us, oh, they're working in Saudi or something. Right. And she goes, the lady Gloria goes, oh, sit next to him. He's worked in Saudi. He's worked in Saudi. So we sit next to him. I'm like, again. Okay, like, can I have a nut first, you know? Can I have, like, a potato chip before I, like, start talking about And he was, like, an older British guy. Okay. And so he starts talking, oh, you're there. And we're starting to talk excitedly about, oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, I've been working there for years. We have my whole company. But, like, you never tell anyone He said, don't tell anyone. Just go in. You get the money. Uh Uh-huh. And that's what you do. That's that's what you used to be. And so we're talking a little bit. And I get up and walk away. And Dara comes over to me. She's like, well, why are you walking away? Like, he's still talking like he's like, like you're being really rude and i'm like i don't like that that like that vibe isn't like for me that but, mentality. but that's that what it was gross. Mm. That, that's what it now was. that i've been here and i like met the people you know no no there's not like i'm not saying there's not instances where maybe he you know could feel how he could feel but like i don't want that to be my narrative and i don't really want that narrative around me because that's not my feeling well, you, you said it mean? because they're all old school. Mm-hmm. Back then, that's what it used to be. Don't announce your company. Just come here, make your money and go. Mm-hmm. But now even Saudi is telling you, if your head office is not here, we're not doing business. Right. You know, don't, don't come send me people while your head office is in Dubai or anywhere else. And you just send me whoever's left over to get the work done. No, no. You have your main office here. You also give back to the GDP. You hire jobs. You hire people. So on, so on, so on, so on, so on. So even Saudi sees it as a, no, you're not going to come and take money and leave. No, you're going to make yourself known that you're here and you're going to tell us why you're here also. It's no longer an extractive relationship. Mm -hmm. It's a much more two-way street, sustainable type of of cycle in which you enrich in us and we enrich in you. It goes both ways. 
Well, I would just like to say on the hiring part, <laughs> if there are any awesome women out there in communications and PR and want to get their foot in the door, be taught by some people who know what they're doing. We <laughs> are very interested in having you. And we will tag Gwen. Yes. Okay. Do not send it to us. Send it to does not work for Gwen. Do not scout it out. Adi does not work for Gwen. Shamsi might work for Gwen. Adi will provide Gwen's information. The amount of times that people reach out to me and I have to forward their messages to other people the whole time. When we did, we were talking about Sense, when we did, we covered his clothing brand and our DMs just were mm -hmm. packed with people saying, where can I buy? I'm like, we tagged the man. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, I'm like taking pictures of the tents the whole day. Yo, these people want, these people want, these people want. So this is another moment. Thank you for that, Gwen. I appreciate you for giving me more work. <laughs> I appreciate that. I said we would help each other, but it wasn't like this. But I automatically became a secretary for no fucking reason. That, <laughs> anyway. It was that quick. Be my secretary. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I've always wanted one. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Demotion. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you for being here. We appreciate y'all. I think it's going to be an exciting time coming up. Uh, I think I'm very excited for you guys and everything you guys are going to bring. Uh, we were talking about all the brands, but the way that you guys cover everything from when it comes to artists to companies, that's something that's going to add a lot of value to a lot of people here because that's something that we were missing in terms of knowledge transfer. Because you just said it like, yo, if someone wants to be hired, what you just said right now without, I don't know if you know it or not, you just said, hey, we're willing to open the door and give you the knowledge for you to grow. You just inspired a whole lot of people. Exactly. Not a lot of people do that here. A lot of people come in, they want to get the work done, and they're going to leave. But you're actually passing down all the knowledge that you have to people that are here for them to also make themselves better. And that's going to impact a lot of places in the industry, which we hope. We hope you assholes get better, I swear to God. <laughs> well, I will say. Take this opportunity. Being here, being here, I have learned for the best because I have seen to be honest, the way that Nor and Swiss do business and they have been for the people. Yes. And to be honest, Swiss being who he is and even Alicia being who they are, they don't have to do the things that they're doing and how purpose-driven they are as people. And then Nor just seems to have that run through her DNA. Like there's not another way that we could come here and be. It just wouldn't feel right to us. And I know it, it wouldn't even like rock with them. They wouldn't. That's, that's true. That that's either. true. So that's true. Yeah, it I mean, seems like transactional does not work here. And I feel like a lot of people. I mean, it people, does. Yeah, no, but right. people come yeah, exactly. in and yeah, it's transactional where that's not what we're trying to do. But this is the same thing that got us close. When when Noor found the podcast, then she came and she met us. It was supposed to be for like 20 minutes. She stayed here for like four three, hours. Yeah, three, four hours. Like three, four hours. She was here the whole time. And then we just just kicked it like we know each other. And that's the thing, the same thing we saw in Noor and we saw in Swiss. The fact that it wasn't like what could I get? Mm -hmm. It was, what could I do? Mm -hmm. That's what always the question was. How can I help? What could I do? And that spoke volumes for me because when we did the podcast, we always trash on companies and consultants <laughs> that just want to do this bullshit. And now we're seeing people coming in and say, yo, what could I do? Or how can I do it? Or how do you feel if I do this? They're actually asking and caring because they want to bring out the best of themselves and the best of what they're trying to do. And I'm serious, like, thank you guys for being here. And we appreciate every single and one of you. Providing that. And we look forward to uh, tomorrow's amazing dinner. Yes. Yes, I can really look forward excited. to that. I'm excited for that one also. Launch party next next year, part yes. two. Yeah, next year is going to be for the public. This year is going <laughs> to be just for us. If you're going to be a... Oh, by the time you see this, oh, we're going to be a billionaire. Oh, yeah. It's over. We're going to be a billionaire. We'll see you over there. <laughs> <laughs> by the time you see this... Yeah, you could Wait, say where it is. Wait, can we just talk about why I had to do it there really quick? Oh, Let's God. go. Okay, no. so here I am, right? And I see... DJ Khaled's at Billionaire, right? And he's eating lettuce. No, no, no. Let me let me take this back. He's on an Instagram post eating lettuce, talking about the most amazing lettuce ever. And I said, Nor, where is that lettuce place? If this lettuce is this good, I can lose a few pounds. I want to go like a lettuce place like that. Oh my god! If lettuce is like that, you know, Wait, the be best like part is, and she Nor, goes to me, it's at someone's private house. She lied. Yeah. yeah, that's at someone's private house. I was oh. like. So, so then we kept looking and I saw a plate to billionaire. I said, why does it say billionaire on the plate? Now? Why does it say billionaire? I'm thinking she's like someone's private house. I'm like, did these people have it customized? That's so Saudi. I'm like, cool. And then oh I found out, God. I'm like, it's at a restaurant. I said it oh, I said to Hala, her friend. Shout out to Hala. We love her. And she goes, yeah, babe, that's at billionaire. You that have to Hala. know it's that's, fabulous. That's exactly I was like, Noor. I told you, Noor's like, no, no, go to Hala. So then when we decided where to do the party, 
Nor recommends some nice places. I was like, I feel like. But the lettuce, Nor. Yeah. But the lettuce. Like, but the lettuce isn't crispy. No, I was, was like, like that's like, not the vibe. I, I think I feel like a billionaire. We need to rent some, like, you know, hot pink Ferraris and just come through, like, from Miami. We live in Miami. Like, we're New Yorkers. We gotta come through. And Nora's like, slow down. Aston, Martin, Cherry Red, possibly. I was like, yes. okay. Yes. Okay, we're gonna Fine. There. You know, I gotta, like, and she's like, and then put it down. For I'll yeah, give you I'm a like, tip. Okay. In Saudi, the color black means royalty for us. That's great. I have a whole closet of it. Exactly. I'm already prepared. <laughs> okay, so if it's anything with the black color car, you're good to go. Okay. Hmm. So, so let you guys time, know how billionaire is. Discreet, discreet. Uh, so At I the same time, the out. owners of billionaires are actually good friends of, actually, their, their family. Is, I don't want to explain it, but they're also going to watch this. So. Cool. Well, the Shout cool out thing to is, for not trying to make them go to billionaire. Lettuce, <laughs> which is not on the menu. Okay, the lettuce, on, the, lettuce. the lettuce isn't on our menu. Oh. Fucking DJ Khaled, man. That I know. It. Guess who's going to have some lettuce tomorrow, though? The mm-hmm. funny thing is, there's so many great things and great menu at a billionaire, but he just focuses on the she fucking only lettuce. Wants the lettuce. The lettuce better be good, or it's going down. Okay? How good can lettuce be? It better be the best. There's lettuce one way to find out, though. There's only one way to find out. I mean, how good can it really be? Tune in next week to find out if the lettuce was worth it or not. Okay. <laughs> to get the lettuce update. <laughs> we'll give you the lettuce update on on our Instagram story. It'll be the most popular thing in Saudi after this. Hashtag lettuce of billionaire. Funny enough, <laughs> billionaire is very hard to get reservations in. Yes. Nor. Nor did it. Uh, again, no, it's different. What'd you buy them with? Season tickets? I don't know, something? All right. Uh, are you giving away Swiss's Ferrari? Okay, something like that. Oh, he's just supposed to know? Tickets okay, good. Right. on wheels. There you go. That's what they got. Wait, wait. We look forward to it. Thank you for being here. Thank we appreciate you. you. And Thank we look you. forward to all the great work you guys are going to do. Thank you for the insights. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for the honesty. And anything you guys need, you know. I don't need to say it. This is uh, this is your home too. Oh. So if anything you need from us, we're always here for you. Thank you. They just told the wrong people that they don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, well, we actually, we need this. Don't worry yeah. about that. We know we're going to ask him for five things as soon as we get done with this. <laughs> the second you ask me, I'm going to look at Noor and just say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to give you new tasks, Noor. <laughs> how about you? How about you take hey, care of one, two, three for us? Your word is your bond. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this, uh, I'm going to give you my word. I'm going to give it to Noor. Don't worry about that. <laughs> That's a hundred percent coming. We appreciate you. Thank you for being here. We out. Thank you. We out. Peace. Peace.